2: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
3: Make that move. We can't relate to that. I roll the dice. shit If I lose, I'm gonna be shaking back. Cause lessons learned within the laws so elevate the fact that trial and error just the only way. Ain't no escaping that. I wake up, hit a hundred push ups, then I'm at my route. Check on my stocks, see how they look. Then I'm sliding out. When you start seeing your progression, you stop having doubts. And what's the point of having clout? You can't cash it out. True to this game, but I'm my life, eh? Feel like we finna change the cycle, eh? That's the most success, you know we thriving, eh? That's the most depression for our rivals, eh? Could teach a lesson on survival, eh? You know I'm from the bottom.
0: Turn me up! Big Wealth Energy! <laughs> Black
3: <laughs> Rock World <Winter laughs> Podcast! Big game. Wealth Energy! We get here. If I'm y'all been on some water,
0: is that H-Town? If you ain't never heard it, go listen to it. Does that zero? Turn me up. Come on. What do you say? What do you say? Clap? Uh, slowed out and bang yeah. all in my trunk. What? Trunk I'm full of funk. I ain't I'm never there. been a punk. I roll on junk. I roll on, on doja. Military minded. I'm a motherfucking soldier. Out the streets Not of the bitch, my foe. Not in, no. In the In ain't a no, hoe. Every day of the year.
3: Get my point clear.
0: Why well, niggas wanna I talk a show. down? I don't know. Got Gotta take a trip to Acapulco, Acapulco, Acapulco with the Fobo. Doing another homicide. Get <laughs> 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 <I'm There clean. laughs> <There's>,
3: shit <laughs> crazy, man. Yo, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yo, yo. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all know the vibes, man. It's your boy David, one of the founders of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Black Wealth Renaissance Season 5, Big Wealth Energy. I'm yeah, here with my yeah, brother, yeah, yeah. Jalen Clap was with What's happening?
0: What's up? What's up, man? How y'all doing, man? It's your boy, Jalen, another founder of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Happy to be back at it. Happy to be here.
3: How you doing today, my brother? Man, I'm What's doing it? good, bro. I'm back at it. I'm smoking to Scotty like it got crack in it, man. You already know I'm feeling this pod and shit feel good, y'all. We told y'all on the last one, uh, we, we coming back from a little hiatus, a little break, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it feel good to be back in the stool. Uh, chopping it up, man. We was having a great convo before the pod. Yeah, might, might, that might be some Patreon shit, y'all know. Y'all exclusive y'all, just, shit. y'all might. Hey, if y'all not y'all not on our Patreon, just check the show notes. It'd be some fire shit in there. But no, nah, bro, I'm doing good, man. It's, I had the day off to relax and rejuvenate. You know what I'm saying? I ain't get, get that my yet, mind bro. together. I'm ready to pod.
0: Yeah, I was off for a few, a month and a half, though, getting everything ready at home. Once again, like I said, got a kid coming. So just getting the room together, trying to get all this other bullshit, uh, really just taking care of the house, too. We, we ended up moving into a new crib. So all of that, man. Excited yeah, yeah. about it, man.
3: New beginners and life and life and
0: man. Yeah, man. What you know? You're talking about it feel good. Also, some of the conversations with some of the people that we've been having uh, over these past two or three weeks—they've been really refreshing, man. Fact. Been able to like get our mind off of a few things. Uh, as y'all know, like we split away from our partners last year, but it was still a lot of shit that we were dealing with shit internally. Shit that we're holding
3: on to. For yeah, real? like
0: internally, and it's been—it's been really kind of like fucking us up. Mm. It's been making me like feel like. Did we lose our voice of the brand? Like, how the hell do I even do this shit again? Like, yeah. I, I even asked my homies in the group uh, we got with a whole bunch of other entrepreneurs. I was like, y'all ever felt like you was just broken as an entrepreneur, not mm-hmm. like as a person, right? But as an entrepreneur, like, you don't even know how to fucking do this shit no more.
3: <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. And Like they lose that because I, I felt that, and I definitely that's something that full transparency, leading with vulnerability, like my boy Kizzle would say, it's still something that I'm working through. Where it's like, you know at times that confidence that was there that same thing where it's like this was a second this was second, second nature, nature yeah, yeah like now it's like you i'm putting like you way could... too much thought into it i've let almost like a analysis paralysis mm-hmm. then creep back in in a sense where it's like it's not analysis paralysis it's more so the mental shit that you're not moving past that's like you felt like you blocks. could take
0: on the world at one point right Man, and then for some my reason, faith
3: in myself was undefeated man, like, I,
0: I felt like I could jump out of fucking airplane, like, fucking
3: <laughs> No parachute figured out on I, the way down I'm
0: telling you, man, but then at one point it just You know And I don't know if that's like My entrepreneurial spirit was being crushed Or, you know, I got scared to really Reach out to people and stuff like that mm-hmm. At one point, I, I mean, I still got A huge Rolodex of people in my Facts. phone But sometimes I even find myself Like, should I even hit this person up? Like, mm-hmm. you know Am I even going to be able to add value to them now? Like, that was one of my affirmations I'll affirmations tell myself every day. Add value. How can you add yeah. the most value mm-hmm. to somebody? that I felt like I didn't even know how to do that. Like, like damaged
3: goods type shit. <laughs> Damn. Now I'm feeling like the, the messed up cans on the aisle, son. Yeah, son. <laughs> we went, but we ain't no discount niggas. that's
0: on clearance.
3: Look, go. we ain't no clearance niggas. You heard us? We getting it to be, we getting it back together. That's why we back in the stew. Uh, we are gonna continue to work on this and keep going through it. I think you and I have talked about it. I think we, we should do that, bro. Yeah, we, we should do, a, do it. An open therapy session with y'all. I think that might be beneficial. Yeah. Um, so because um, if y'all a therapist
0: or y'all know a therapist who probably specializes in like entrepreneur, and I know it's some past childhood trauma and shit too that we need to get off. But yeah, we we willing to do an open therapy session on the pod.
3: Open Therapy Functionals. We might even maybe do a call-in. Let y'all get y'all thing in, too. Cause, about, well, I want to cry on this bitch. Yeah, I don't know about all see, that. See, that's your problem. Hey, I'm not, that's your problem, <laughs> I don't bitch. know. Hey, I, got a wall, the... I got a wall between me and my exactly. emotions. sometimes. You got to get real. to the root of the problem. That's your problem. Hey, nigga, it is what it is. That's why <laughs> hey, we do an open therapy session. If y'all I see me crying, I want to see this big nigga <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> like, Yo, I'm talking my, I'm crying. crying nose, bro. I, I must have really been going through it on that one. But no, really, it's I crazy. think it, it would be a good episode, honestly. Especially because when you asked that question earlier in the week, the response that we got from people who are people that we look up to. These are mentors in our, in mm. our eyes, like people that's more successful than us. And they telling us they feeling the exact same feelings. Mm. So it's like it's not isolated to any entrepreneur. These are all problems that we go through, especially like ourselves. We're not full time entrepreneurs anymore. We shared that with you all as well. Whenever you're doing the nine to five entrepreneur grind, the five to nine drive yeah. grind, it's a different set of things that come with that. And we just want to talk through it and get get on it, man. And pack yeah. some shit. Exactly, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, That's yeah. what we here for, to create impact. But as always, y'all, y'all already know we got another great episode for y'all, man. Another
0: great guest.
3: Another great guest. This one is long, long, man. long, overdue. long overdue. This should have mm-hmm. happened two years ago whenever we got back out, whenever we got to Dallas. Uh, but this is a brother in the city making major things. He is leading the wave showing the culture of entrepreneurship showcasing the culture of entrepreneurship mm. right in the city of Dallas and all over uh, my brother is showing he, he did a lot of different things right I mean he got the, the media company they do experiential marketing they got events some of the best events that you will come to in Dallas if you are in Dallas you definitely need to be there uh he has a print magazine mm. media man, it's going crazy I got none other than our guy co-sign KG the brother co-signing and putting people on man how you doing brother
2: good my god i need y'all to do my intro from now man i might just cut that clip
3: honestly bro it's all well deserved because really no, it's, it's beautiful to see the work that you've been doing since mm-hmm. we met you like the award from the awards gala mm-hmm. the, the consistency is no, what, what was really admired bro the fact that you continue to push these things out and help foster that culture of entrepreneurship in Dallas, like you and I was talking off camera, Dallas is a weird city. Definitely. Dallas is about definitely their business.
0: socialite. Yeah. You know, it's not... It's definitely... But everybody you know, in their pocket. Every, everybody got a
3: click. Yeah, it's, it's super clicky and a lot of gatekeeping. So Ooh. anything that we can do to break those barriers down, I, yeah. I hats off to you for leading. leading the wave in that.
0: And I think uh, Tim told us that, like, niggas that come that don't live in dallas come to the city take over and do the best because they don't have the same mindset as the people who's been here that long
2: nah for sure man people people always assume i am i'm from dallas and i'm like nah i'm not from it like damn it makes sense you know it makes sense but it's like when i came to the city bro i really just try to figure out what value i can add like you talked about earlier what value can i add and i just came from a point where i just wanted to showcase other people and i feel like when you do that you put other people first naturally it's going to come back to you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so like recently i won entrepreneur of the year award congratulations and like, man, much thank much you sir thank too, you bro. Thank can you, you, bro. we get the claps on the button Man, <laughs> it's the yellow one <laughs> thank you thank you and i appreciate that but what was awkward about it was like man i made a career out of cosigning others so when you finally get cosigned, you finally get your flowers it hits differently mm. you know what i'm saying so it's been uh it's been a wild ride a wild journey and i'm glad to be here able to talk you know my one two with y'all today but you know we definitely gonna get into it pack. Everything from, you know, the, the city of Dallas to, you know, the culture of entrepreneurship, Cosign, whatever y'all want to get into. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, so
3: really, just to get it get it started, I know I gave the intro to you, bro, yeah. but I want to know just, like, what led you to creating this this brand, Cosign, bro? Like, how did you get here? I know nah. we, we've talked, you, you used to be a government contractor. Nah, facts. It. Yeah, man. Okay. Two different things.
2: So to make a long story short, but we'll keep the details in there, so... My family's from Panama, the country. I was born in Brooklyn, went to Brooklyn. My dad joined the military. That's how I got to Texas, right? In high school, I thought I was going to the league. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was going to be NBA. And I surely sh- realized I'm 5'7". That ain't going to happen. <laughs> so I was like, man, what's my second passion? It was magazines, bro. I collect.
3: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light collected
2: vibe, double XL, King magazines, anything you could think. I was collecting the magazines. I still to this I still got crates of magazines. Nah, that's dope. So um, it was a mag. It was going to be a, a. I wanted to be in a magazine or I want to be a psychologist. And Kellin, you like I don't even know how to, how to start my own magazine. So I'm like, right, let me go to psychology rap. I was in AP psychology and my teacher um, asked me why you want to be in psychology. I'm like, well, I want to. I wanna study people's behaviors. Like what makes them purchase certain things? Why do they think the way they think? And she was like, you know, that's eight years of school. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do eight. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's why I can like do. Yes, I like a can't do eight. eight.
2: And she was like, well, there's other things where you can still study people's behaviors and it's not psychology. And she was like, well, look in the marketing. Mm. I'm like, I ain't thinking about that. So I looked into marketing, ended up going to school for marketing advertising. Okay. And when I moved to Dallas, the door just opened, right? I was working at a CD store called Ergasm there i met um i met an a for universal music right oh, that's i became an intern at universal music while well, i was an intern for universal music i met uh jen river city uh she worked for ozone magazine ozone was created in orlando but it was based out of atlanta it was like the southern magazine for hip-hop they had like all like all the artists they used to
0: have the ozone awards yeah
2: ozone awards bro so I got a. I had a position at Ozone, so started off. I was basically just getting the magazines and I passed them out everywhere around the city. I started to get known for them. I'm like, man, I'm gonna start writing my own interviews. So I interviewed Trade the Truth. That was my first interview. Interviewed Trade the Truth. Wrote. I spent a lot of time writing up. I wrote it up. I sent it to them, and uh, it didn't get printed. I was mad, but I was yeah. like, you know what? Let me keep was trying. Was it because
0: of the band shit, the black ball shit? With it was it before
2: that? Okay. Yeah, it was before that. It was before that. I, My article probably wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? When you young, you think everything is solid, but it probably wasn't good. But then what really hit me was, I'm like, all right, Trey, all these artists are dope, man, but there's people working behind the scenes that's really pushing them, like managers, publicists, photographers, executives, A&Rs. I'm like, man, I want to interview them. And they were like, now we really only focus on artists. So at that point, it hit me, I'm like, well, there's so many different positions in the music industry and in entrepreneurship alone, why can't we tell those type of stories? And they have their own thing. So I'm like, well, I'm going to start my own one day. So I always kept that in the back to my mom, but I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, let me figure out how I can get some money fast, legally. So uh, coming from Colleen, it was going overseas. Like that's how you would make a good amount of money at a young age. So I applied. It took a year for me to get the job. I went overseas as a government contractor to make 150 a year. Yeah. And uh, a stacking up my bread, like paying off the little debt I had, stacking up my bread. And when I came back, after two years, I went to Atlanta for uh, 60 days. When I went to Atlanta, I locked in. Like, my dude, Mike, I'm my photo, I give a lot of credit to him because he was like one of those people who was, like, who was brilliant at everything photography, videography, graphic design. I locked in for 60 days, bro. And we came up with like the first magazine. Like, I came up with the name, the concept. He designed it. We did all these interviews in Atlanta. I found a printer, printed the magazine, came back to Dallas. I printed out a thousand copies and just gave them away. So from there, I'm like, okay, if I start to get some traction from getting away this 1,000 copies, because I spent $5,000 on my credit card max it out to get I was just about
0: them. to ask you, what was that capital yeah, investment no. like? Yeah,
2: credit card. Bank of America credit card gave me 5K, maxed that joint out. Yeah. All on the magazines. I'm like, all right, bet. If I don't get no traction from this, then it was a $5,000 lesson. But if I get some traction, that's my first you know, initial investment in myself. And, bro, I want to say after this, bro, like, people was emailing me, like, bro, I've never seen this type of quality of a magazine. We're all based out of how can I get featured? How can I get an interview? And I wasn't even charging people. I was interviewing everybody. If you said you had an event, fashion show, conference, mixer, I was going to everything, bro. I was going to everything, showing love, taking pictures, doing interviews. And that's how I just got the name out there. in like, I didn't make money like three years in.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
2: what I'm saying? Three years in. I was still working, like, side jobs, contracting here and there, six months. Four weeks doing all this, and uh, it was going good, but I didn't understand the business of a media company, mm. I just knew like I wanted to he do was interviews. Doing this on purely passion, I'm purely passion, on purely passion. But when you know, when you got responsibilities, it requires you to man up real fast. It's like, okay, I can't continue to be in the red, so let me start to research the actual business of having a magazine. The number one uh business model for magazines is advertising, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you know, as things change. Things are going digital. That's how Ozone went out of business because they didn't want to go digital. How am I going to sustain? People aren't spending what they were spending on uh, on print, print advertising. advertising. So that introduced me to events,
3: which changed the game with
2: Cosign. doing
3: events. So bro. that's when the events came into play. So yeah. okay, just and I'm I'm really enjoying hearing this story from you, bro. Because uh, like it goes back to call back to the earlier conversation. Mm-hmm. That faith in yourself. That yeah. investing in yourself taking that risk that $5,000 on some stuff to take that bet on yourself after you got the experience mm-hmm. that was a seed being planted, and sure. Even after you planted that seed, right? People would think, "Oh man, I did it. it it's going to work. I'm gonna be up." It took 3 more years three. of work it's before you started
2: reaping the fruits of that. I ain't make a dollar in 3 years, like no advertising, like nothing, bro. It was I was doing the interviews, paying for everything, the photography, paying for people writing it up, the design, I was still printing too, and I was just not making any money. What was your mindset throughout that period? My mindset was I just I had to get Cosign known. Until this till this day, my thing is, at the end of the day, I want Cosign to be a household name, just like Pepsi, Coke, Sprite, BT. Think about a media company, BT. Even if you know Black Entertainment Television isn't your demo, everybody knows what BT is. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So that's the same thing. Like I don't care what demo you are. At the end of the day, I want people to everybody to know what Cosign is because essentially cosign is used every day in terms people don't even know about it people cosign people every day when somebody says hey where should i go eat at i'll go to kitchen and cocktails that's a Mm cosign so once once i can train people to realize that word of mouth you know referrals is all a cosign and i could tie it back into the brand oh we up it's out of there you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. that's the goal if i could figure out how to tie that in together then we out of there. I don't know if that's going to be some type of content series. I don't know what that's going to be, but once yeah. I figure that out.
3: That's why I always love the name cosigning whenever you explain that, because it really is that like you are co-signing whenever you make an introduction for somebody, exactly. whenever you talk, like just give a recommendation, that's all a cosign. And, You're providing value, and that's the best form of marketing at the end of the day. Like, I can send you 25 posts on social media. You might like every one of them and not Mm -hmm. come to the event. Exactly. But if your homeboy say, hey, yo, BWR got this event. Hey, Cosign got this event. They always doing something fire. Yeah. Your interest just shot through the roof. You've seen the ad on Facebook 10 times. Yeah. Scroll (laughs) past it each time. I ain't going to that shit. But- no, I'm glad you mentioned that. So whenever you started doing
2: the research into how a media company actually works, and you, that's when you landed on events? Yeah, so I landed on events cause I was doing the research and they were saying, and everything was moving to like community, building a person, and products. You know. So yeah, we had a magazine, but it was like, that came out, at that time it was coming out uh, quarterly. Okay. So I'm like, how am I gonna make money if I'm not really doing great at advertising Every day, like business, you make money every day. So, I gotta figure how that out. So, like, okay, if I can do, if I can create one product to where it's like it's an influx of capital, that could probably sustain me to the next magazine. And low key, what happened was there was this group, um, ADD. If you're from All Dallas. No, 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 no. This was, so how it was spelled was ADD plus big A dot big D, little D with a plus sign. These guys were basically like the outcast of Dallas really okay. yeah so so basically Dallas had a hipster scene and then we had like the boogie scene the boogie scene is younger nation yeah I walk with so just how like they were super popular adD was that okay. hipster scene right like I said like outcast ugk that's kind of how they were and uh they were killing like they these guys were selling out uh trees and the granada, like 800 Hell. people.
3: Oh, local, acts. Is, is damn, that local, acts. local acts. That is good. Local acts. Local
2: Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? They went on a Red Bull tour, but it's like because they weren't, you know, talking about dance or gang or, you know, or trap, they weren't really getting like the hood's love. But if you was in like the art scene, you knew about them. So I interviewed them right after they did like the sell at the Granada. Like nobody's ever sold at the Granada like a hip hop act. And I interviewed them, bro. And I'm like, man, this is a moment. This is bigger than just me interview them putting it out and hoping people get the magazine. Like I need the people in the hood. I need my people to come meet them, see them, and you'll fall in love with them. And I need to make some money. So I was like an event. And what I did was I didn't charge for entry because I need to build community and I need okay. to prove a proof of concept. So I didn't charge for you to come in. But at that time I was not having a sponsor. So I, people was going to drink. So I had my old bartender services, I charged for the drinks, I charged for the magazine, and I built merch. And how that worked and how I made money was because, like I said, when you meet these guys, they were so infectious that you wanted to naturally support them. So we sold out a magazine. was the first time we ever sold out a magazines because they met them, they saw them, uh, they signed autographs and all that, so it was a moment. Mm. So basically from there, I had a proof of concept, I took those photos, videos, promoted like, you know, every time we're going to drop a magazine, we're going to do some of And then from there, it just kind of took off. And I'm like, okay, how can I build and scale on these events so that way I can make more capital over and over? That's dope, bro. And that, that's
3: such a, a good thing because, like, for the magazine as a product, right, as you said, you're building community around mm-hmm. that product. The magazine price could be part of the entry because I remember going to the CoSign Awards to yeah. get a magazine yeah, yeah. with that. It's a nice touch to it. You exactly. got something that you can... Yeah, if we should have brought The damn magazine I know I should have I'm over with, here tripping Nah It's all good But it's, it's one of those things Where it's like You said you're getting To build that community sure. And so You were able to make That first event And that's Kind of was your blueprint You I like got the Proof what, of concept You could make the money From it Did it do what it Needed
0: you to do Like, yeah, I mean, Did you
2: make money I finally made some money I mean it wasn't <laughs> a lot Because like I said I didn't charge the door But I made enough money To where I was in the green Finally Mm-hmm. You know, and I had a little extra capital to be like, okay, how can I scale this up? Mm-hmm. Right. So at that time, I did that at an art gallery. So I'm like, okay, people love this art scene. I'm from Colleen, like, we want no art scene. So this is all new to me. So I'm excited. So I'm like, okay, let me start going to more events like these so I can see what people are doing. And what I ended up, what that, what that ended up becoming was um, the cosign experience. Offline, we talked about how I would go to like BT. Uh, to cover the awards i applied for media and i noticed they would do this thing called the bt experience which was a a weekend lineup leading up to the bt awards bt experience was basically everything that encompassed bt so you go to like a vendor expo they have performances they got fashion they got panels etc so i'm like man dallas ain't got nothing like this so I i did the cosign experience but i didn't have an awards at that time the the main event was um our fashion, music, and art show. That's what we was having on at that time. So it was like, we have five designers, a couple artists, um, and we have like some, uh, and some painters, a lot of paint. And and we were making money off of that. So I would do mixers so everybody could kind of get together, uh, meet each other, uh, you know, figure out how they could work with each other. Then I would do um, panels, then I would do like fitness stuff, like yoga events, you know, to get your mind and body right. And then I ended with the, um, the Coastline Experience art, music, and fashion show. And once I started doing those, like, Weekend of events Those, experience that Those experiences You can start bundling things Exactly I'm bundling it. So one event might be This X amount of dollars This one This one You do the whole weekend For this price Then I'm going the sponsors now Like okay Well how can we get into this It may be income but Now I'm like okay So now I can say I worked with You know uh, My first sponsor was Vito Vito Cocoa Coconut Water Right They ain't give me no money They just gave me product But I'm like Ah oh, I'm about to blow this up Like yeah. they gave me like they, like they were the title sponsor So once I got them Then I got the attention of Red Bull then I got the attention of Mountain Dew. Then I got the attention of Bud Light. And it's like, man, I'm about to run this up. Then my recurrent word is research. I started research like, okay, sponsorships. Like, how do you make a successful sponsorship campaign, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm like, okay, it's, it's an online, offline experience. It's not just at actual event. It's the build-up leading to it. So even if you gave me $500, I'm going to make your sponsorship look like you gave me $50,000, right? I'm mm-hmm. going mean, to embed it into everything cosigned. I mean, it,
3: we just seen it with the Cosign Awards. The yeah. awards show is... Three months away now? Three months away, yeah. Just dropped the sponsor list. This is, I, I'm I'm liking that you're sharing this because I can see it in real time mm-hmm. and how it adds value to those sponsors. Yep. Because, like, it's online, offline. I'm
2: seeing what you're saying. I appreciate yeah. that. You're
3: giving me some gems yeah, right now. Nah, you are.
2: Nah, for sure, bro. And, and, and that's the thing, so... You know, I, I do this sponsorship guide you know, like these workshops, and what people fail to realize is everybody has the same sponsorship pitch. I'm giving y'all a game we're on Black Wolf Renaissance, so I gotta give y'all some gems. Everybody got the same sponsorship proposals, Dex. Do my event. I'm gonna give you a post on social media, a mention, and I'm gonna put you in the uh, whatever Somewhere it is. Somewhere did the program. Yeah. Yeah, the Somewhere, program. Yeah. Give you some, market, some branding on-site, on something like that. Honestly, is that worth ten? Would you pay $10,000 for that? Nah. So if you wouldn't pay $10,000 for that, why would you try to sell somebody $10,000 for that, right? Mm. There's no there's no value in just awareness. You have to ask. I ask my, my potential sponsors, what are y'all looking for? What's y'all KPIs? What's y'all initiatives? People go into to meetings assuming, oh, they need exposure. I'm going to introduce them to my 5,000 followers. They really don't need your 5,000 mm-hmm. followers. Because they're they, already
0: a, a brand.
2: But J.P. They, Morgan Chase don't need that. Exactly. Coca-Cola don't need that. <laughs> but what they might, they might have a, an initiative to where it's like, hey, our initiative is we're trying to reach black and brown entrepreneurs 18 to 25. So we need more leads. We need more emails to be able to pitch it in. Oh, that's what you need. Okay, this is what I can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what is your initiative about? Oh, for a car company, you want to see who who's, uh, who's in the um, business of buying a new car within the next six to nine months. I can make that an opt in question on my survey now. So now, when you're buying tickets to my event, you have to answer Are you looking to buy a car within the next three to six months? Now, I can give you that data within a sponsorship package. Out of 600 people coming to my event, 350 looking to buy a car in the next six months. And now you got the email. Now you got and the email. That now that's worth $10,000. Yeah, because if you sell two revenue. cars, you or made three, your money back. Cars. That dealership made that money back. You got to think outside the box. We're all thinking, like, okay. Put Very your logo on a, on a step and repeat carpet. They don't care about that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What they need is they need data that they could position to get the more leads, more sales, or that they could funnel, you know what I'm saying, through the organization.
1: Wow, so once different. you
2: start realizing that, bro, like you could really win. And even brands may even have products or campaigns throughout the years. So I work a lot with spirit brands. Mm-hmm. So once I start asking them, I'm like, so what's your initiative? I found out that, um, that's in that I shown as Tequila, their big thing right now is artists like, okay, I'm a, I'm a magazine for the culture of entrepreneurship, but entrepreneurs listen to music. Mm-hmm. How can I tap entrepreneurship music with tequila? Okay, I could do something to where it's like, okay, what entrepreneurs do I know have side hustles or invest in real estate or invest in stocks? Now I can make conversations about, you know, music, but also about business, earn your leisure, black wealth renaissance, but we could tie it in with the tequila now. So now it makes sense. And now, now I'm not going outside my brand and just talking about, made you want to become an artist that's dope but that's not you know my niche so once you start figuring out what their campaigns are their initiatives bro and align with what you got going on you can get really creative but people aren't getting creative man
1: mm-hmm.
2: so so
0: how how many tries did it take you to actually lock into that part
2: man to be honest with you i feel like my strong suits relationships mm-hmm. so it didn't take much what it took was i found uh i became really good friends with a sponsor, so uh if you're in dallas and you know hennessy you know rome yep. yeah i mean, rome. Rome. Shout, shout out to hennessy. rome man. shout out to rome so rome initially was my client at first and then we became really good friends so i would just i would just ask him i'm like hey bro if you can give me any inside feedback of you know what you need for this sponsorship to be you know um, a success because i don't want i don't want you to think just because we're friends i'm gonna take i'm gonna i'm gonna take it easy on you or i'm not going to give you the whole campaign He just started telling me, like, bro, this is our initiatives, our KPI. This is what I have to turn in for them to say this campaign was successful. I'm like, oh, well, it's easy. I can reverse engineer that. If you say you need X, Y and Z, I can give you that plus more. Mm -hmm. So once he told me that, I'm like, "Okay, let me start asking everybody I work with that, And then let me also think about, okay, if Rome says they look for cultural moments for this year example, like Hip Hop 50, they're looking for cultural moments. They know that every year. Let me just start looking a year early to see what cultural moments do y'all have next year that way I could tap in first. So I would just say build a relationship with a client you do have, and then you ask them questions. They'll give you the game if y'all got a real relationship. Mm. So he gave me the game so I didn't have to, like, really learn from losing. Like, I learned early on from paying attention to him and executing. Mm.
3: That's 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 good that's my boy dropping sauce on us right now we, we
2: ain't even call it gems no more. he <laughs> lacing y'all up with some game yeah, right now real sauce. sauce on it but so yeah. the,
3: the events that that was the next aspect of mm-hmm. the the brand co-signed to be so i kind of want to ask you now when did you start building out with team right because we talked about that a little bit off camera yeah. too uh like whenever we start entrepreneurship we start the brand by ourselves you st- took off on that mission by yourself you just right. had the when you first published a magazine, it was just you and one other person, right? Right. Correct. So like what did that look like building out a team to continue to grow the mag and the, the brand? Whew, trial
2: and error. But I will say this. I think a lot of entrepreneurs face the same problem too is sometimes you do so great at, you know, your job that your your company organization, it looks really appealing. So people want to be a part of what's cool. But then once they actually get a part of it, they understand this takes a lot more work. That, you know, it's more than just pulling up to the events, smiling, free drinks, etc. Then it becomes a lot more what they expected.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So for me, I never had a problem of obtaining team members. I had a problem maintaining team members. Mm. You know, it's because. Same thing with money, man. It's easier to get <laughs> than keep. It's easier to yeah, get than and keep. And man. And for Good a while, people are hard to find. Man, so hard to find. And for a while, I'm like, okay, as a leader, am I supposed to. Am I supposed to lead and motivate? Cause like, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I was Smart. just talking about this shit yesterday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was
3: like, nigga, I, cause honestly, I'm not the motivational nigga. Like, <laughs> I've i played sports my whole life. Yeah, I've been on football teams. Typically, was one of the better players. Y'all see my. Mm-hmm. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Big nigga, I was pretty I'm pretty good. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. see no, me.
1: Sorry,
3: man. All <laughs> <laughs> right, nigga. Big <laughs> <A'ight>, nigga. <laughs> let's line up. Get the four-point stance on the <laughs> nah. Come on, let's go. Nah, no smoke. That's <laughs> <Yeah. was> straight. <laughs> oh, well, no, no smoke. But that was always one of the things. I was never the type of leader to be a vocal leader. Yeah. I'm not the, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and rah-rah-rah. That's yeah, not me. Man.
2: So, nah, but i continue, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, do I got to lead and motivate? Because I'm laid back. So it's like, my thing is, I lead by example. Exactly. I'm coming to the events early. I'm the the first one there. I'm the last one to lead. I set up. You know, uh, I I sweep. I I don't care what it is. I'm going to do it. So if y'all see me taking initiative to do everything, that should be like oh, if KG's picking up a, a box, I need to pick up a box,
0: right? But it don't translate. It don't to that. Translate. It translate to you doing all the work and them niggas just
3: looking. <laughs> exactly. And so that so shit though. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the most frustrating feelings mm-hmm. in the world. It's like,
2: why the fuck am I paying? Man, you nigga? for like. real, bro. So <laughs> then it got to the point where it's like, okay, maybe, maybe I need to make maybe I need to make people feel like they have ownership. I can't give you ownership, but I need I need you to own a part of Cosign. So then I was like, okay, editor in chief. Anybody who wants to get in a magazine, you go see Bree. This was a girl I worked with for a long time. She helped me out a lot. You go see Bree, and you know people love people love power. So it's like she worked. I ain't gonna lie, she worked for free for that power. Like, oh, you want to be in Cosign? You gotta come see me. Yeah. And she would like she would really like hustle. Like she was a photographer, editor. Like she would really hustle and work great. So it's like you give people a position and you let them do them. But where I failed at was, I didn't provide any structure or any accountability or any type of SOPs. So it was like, if I try to bring somebody else in, I couldn't even tell you how to do what Bree did. You just gotta watch Bree. And if Bree felt it some type of way, she's not gonna give you the sauce. So it's like, man, I can't continue to operate, just bringing people on, let them do them. I really got to treat this as an organization. We talked about earlier, really treat it as an organization and structure that. So that when I bring people on, now I'm not wasting so much time trying to figure out how to train them. Shadow me. This is the SOPs. Do this step by step. But SOPs take a long time, is man. It, man. That shit not you to make. Hey, hey, free tools is Scribe.
3: Scribe is a free, easy tool that we learned recently, like for any online-based process. But not everything is on the computer. Yeah, uh, niggas. Sometimes some of these things you got to sit there and type it out and Bruh. take what's in your head because it sounds easy in concept Bruh. because you do it in it's second Bruh. nature. But being able to document something in a way that somebody else can
2: pick up a piece of mm-hmm. paper, read it, and do what you need to do—that's yeah. a challenge. But it's a—it's worth Man, the challenge. You know how de- you know how detailed you got to be. I'm gonna give you an example. So CoSign does so many different things. You know, we got our own podcast studio too, right? I was in Panama for a month. So I had some team members run the podcast, so they did an amazing job. But what I realized, like, everything is in the details. So I I, I sent them step by step, set up uh, set up the stand, set up the mic, put the mic inside the chair, blah, blah, blah. And you didn't tell them how to set up all I didn't tell stuff. them exactly. So I'm looking at the video for these clients. The cord is hanging, like, right here. So I'm watching mm. the whole video with the cord. Then I told them, wrap the cord. Then they wrap the cord, but then it's Hagen, So you got to get so detailed to where it's like wrap the cord 20 times around the thing. And it's, you know, like you got to get that detailed, bro. And it's like, dang, I didn't even think about that. Mm. Because to you, again, it's It's just what I'm doing. This is,
3: I've done this a million times, but to Mm -hmm. somebody that's new, they might cut. And it's, I don't want to say
2: cut corners. They're cutting corners in a sense. It's like they're not doing it how you want it to be done. Mm -hmm. And, it's, and sometimes they don't know. They don't know. They think, okay. I set the mic up. It's so I got sound. I'm good to go. Now I'm looking. I'm like, bro, this looks horrible. Yeah. You know. We got cable. Got a cable <laughs> running <laughs> over the table and cable shit. Cable everywhere. I'm like, oh man, look, this looks horrible. Lighting is off because they didn't have like. I didn't tell them where to put the exact lighting. I didn't tell them to match the lighting. So I'm like, man. You didn't tell so, them if you needed to be warm temp, cold temp. None exactly, of that. bro. None of that. So it's like, okay, now you got to get super detailed to this point to where it's like, if you gave this to somebody off the street. Could they do this the this this way, same way you would do it? And that takes a lot of time and a lot of thought because even the steps got like by steps, which has by steps, which has by steps. So it's mm-hmm.
1: like.
3: and I think the thing that I have to recognize with that, that process too is that it's not a, a one-time thing oh yeah this you gotta modify yeah you find to living document consistent yeah. living document exactly oh, sure. that you
0: got you gotta modify because mm. processes change you know Definitely things change, change. Mm-hmm. if you upgrade studios or you get new cameras then you gotta nah, do all of sure. that stuff well, you
3: might get a new worker that they see something that's being done they become the technician in the role mm-hmm. and they find a way to do it that may be a little bit more efficient
1: no nah, that's sure. a fact you make,
3: the, you make the switch audible on
2: that and that might actually benefit your business in the long run. Nah, for sure. Change program. Like We went from Trello to Notion. So then, like, all right, you got to do the same thing for Notion, but it's a different program. So now you got to go back and modify the steps, for, you know what I'm saying, for the operating pr- procedures. So it's, it's crazy, man.
0: About how, how long did it take you to get all of that together?
2: Because I remember me and him, we worked on uh, SOPs like for, like, two or three months, man. Bro, I'm not going to lie. It really – sounds bad it really took me like six to nine months because you got then we have the magazine portion so that's one part which is print then we got like procedures on like how to post the blog so then it's web then it's like okay how are we going to do social so our social that's another procedure then it's the podcast studio then it's like my podcast cosign conversations podcast like I need to show you how to set it up exactly so that way you I gotta can reverse walk. In. Engineer everything. Exactly. That you so built. so it's, it's a lot. Then it's like, okay, then there's different roles. Sponsorship's like, okay, how can I how can I show somebody else to sell sponsorship? So like every little aspect I had to do, and it just it took me too long. So like sometimes I would sit on something, let my assistant read it, she would add to it, then I'll come back to it and add to it. Then it's like, okay, we'll bring on somebody else a new role. So I'm like, let me do this SOP, and then I had to go back to the other one. So six to nine months to like really lock in to like get it, everything completely done. And now I'm hearing about, like, companies that do SOPs for you, I'm like, man, I would've just paid the bread. (laughs) And honestly, honestly, it's really worth it because then,
3: They can come in and actually structure it and all that stuff. It ain't going to just be on the Word document. They kind of
0: specialize in, like, the different ways people learn and stuff. So sure. that's another thing I wanted to get into. Because you said scribe, right? Like, sometimes we're giving it to people to read, but mm. that's not their learning style. Yeah. They, sure. they, they need to visually see Hands it, right? On. Like, you might say, hey, wrap the card or whatever.
2: But instead of doing big loops, they might do yeah.
0: small, tight coils you or something. You got take a picture. So you yeah. got yeah. the yeah. yeah. pictures
2: with you, like other stuff, too. Like, people don't think about, okay, yeah, I can say that, but y'all also need pictures. Or, uh shout out to my CMO, Emily. She was like, we need to start doing training videos. I'm like, dang. Yep. That's more work and time to pull back into that. But well, people are visual learners. So it's like, okay, I, I get it. But if that will save me time on the back end, having to go through this multiple times, then I'm willing to invest in it. But, you know, you got to have people that's willing to show you other ways to get things done faster more efficiently.
3: Mm-hmm. Super
2: important. And, KG, earlier we,
3: we were talking, uh, you were talking about, Shifting your focus in the business into more yeah. of that CEO role, yeah. I want to ask you, what was what's been the biggest lesson you've learned transitioning from being the technician in the business to being the CEO of the business?
2: Man, it, it kind of goes back to oh, what I was saying earlier. I really realized that if we look at the greatest corporations in the world, they make money every day, every hour, every second, every minute, every second. And it's like, yeah, I have a media company, but there shouldn't be no reason why we're making you know, profit just as often. So I had to shift my focus. Like, okay, if, I, if Cosign doesn't make money, that's my responsibility. I can't afford to have a team. So I need to focus on revenue generating strategies. That's what I'm great at, right? So what happened was I was adding a lot of team members, but it's like my revenue wasn't growing. So now I got more expenses making less money. It's like, okay, that's... I'm too more. I'm too focused on these events. I'm too focused in. I'm too focused on social media, but it's not generating any revenue for our company. So it's like, how can I do that? So I kept the people in place, and my mind was like, okay. In order to bring a CMO on like Emily, I got to be able to afford to pay her, all mm-hmm. right? So what are the top five business, uh, top five business models in CoSign? So I really did my research. Okay, we make majority of our our profit, our revenue, in events, you know, sponsorships, tickets. Uh, Podcast production, uh, and then like advertising is mm-hmm. the last thing. I'm like, okay, if that's it, then I need to focus on those. Right? Feed was feeding me. Yeah, need. exactly, feed what's feeding me, so that's why I need to focus on those. So what I did was, okay, if it takes me a lot of time, the decks will take me a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I trained, uh, I trained one of my team members on how to create a deck, right? So that way I don't have to keep spending hours creating decks. I could tell you, hey, I'm pitching to... Cadillac, right? They can create the deck and all I got to do is fine tune it and pitch it. So that saves me a lot of time. So now I can spend more time on finding contacts, pitching, making the money instead of spending hours creating a deck, fine tuning the deck. I'm losing opportunities that way. Mm-hmm. So a really shifted was putting myself in a hole, you know, like investing in things that's gonna take a long time to return. It's like, okay, we can't keep operating from the point where it's like okay we have four major events we're relying- if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats
3: or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: at participating mcdonald's hang on these four major events to see capital how can we make money every day and once i realized that that's when my whole focus shifted to like, okay you got to be a ceo ceos like lead the team it's like you know revenue driving strategies you know, we watched movies like the, the Uber show, uh, the series they had. He was focused on growth. Mm-hmm. Growth, 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 growth. That's how you get to the next level. If you're not growing, you're stagnant. Right. You know, so like, I, we couldn't be stagnant. Like, to the outside world, Coastline was looking amazing, but we weren't growing. It was just, we were just, I felt like we was on a plateau. And mm-hmm. if you're
3: on a plateau, the fact of the matter is you're dying slowly. Exactly. Like, I look at it as anything, it's time inflation. hmm Things lose value over time. time. Yeah,
0: like, everything yeah, else is going to outpace what you're
2: doing. Yeah, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because sometimes I used to think, okay, we're in media. Like, media is a luxury. You know, like, people get caught up in their everyday lives where it's like, man, they got to feed their family, feed their kids. So, they may watch content on their leisure when they have time. They may go to events if they can afford it, but it's like, how can you make media a, a necessity? necessity? You know, it goes back to, like, Feeding into people, providing value. Like, yeah, okay, I might have some entertaining content, but I'm going to feed your soul, right? I'm going to feed you to the point to where it's like you can learn how to make money yourself. Or if you come to, like, our events, you're going to meet people to help you make money. So that's how you got to, like, figure it out. It's like, okay, I need to be able to people to come to this or watch this and realize that this is for a benefit. Like, I have to attend to this. I have to watch this. And now more so, like, I'll get to when I get to it. So it's like, as a CEO, you got to be a visionary. You got to think ahead. You got to get creative. You got to get resourceful. You know, I watch podcasts and, you know, these these streaming shows, and I'm like, what makes me spend hours watching this? It's because it, it's, it's evoking emotion. It's making me realize that I can go harder or, you know, there's no reason why I can't become a millionaire or a billionaire. That's what I'm watching. Yeah, I watch mm-hmm. entertainment stuff, but I scroll right through that, and I never think about it again. So I'm like, okay, how can I keep people on our page? How can I keep people going to our events? How can I keep people, you know, buying our magazine? And when I figure that out, that's like, okay, I have potential. It's not just a magazine anymore. It's been out a magazine for a long time. That's why I try to invent new events. Well, how can we do this better? So that way people don't get stagnant on coming to stuff. I went last year, I ain't gotta come this year. No, nah, every year I'm gonna do something new. It may cost me more, but it's a, it's reinvesting mm. into keeping you as a loyal
0: that viewer
2: content, consumer, client. You know? mm. Mm. And
3: I'm glad you're talking about media, because that's the kind of where I want to go next with things. With media as a thing, I think media is powerful, right? The oh, reason yeah. we wanted to get into media is because Changing we recognize the that yeah. the narratives spun about black people are not the truth that we want to see. Like mm. The fact of the matter is, we already know that America is this, this system, right? We got systemic racism, we got yeah. a lot of different socioeconomic factors that place black people as at the bottom of the system. Mm -hmm. And the media plays a role in that. They have their own agendas. I mean, it's easy. If you type in black man, you're going to find a bunch of pictures of mug shots. You type in white man, you're going to find pictures of a white man dressed as a lawyer, a doctor, all this shit. It just is what it is. So seeing that and recognizing that we have the ability to control our own narratives now, I think now is the most important time in media, really. For sure. Because the gatekeepers are really gone oh yeah the things that were stopping us like you need to be on tv yeah. radio yeah. While, nigga you can hop on black wealth renaissance podcast and right. get access to over 20 30,000 people and this That's... is independent and there's hundreds of things like that there's we can control our own narrative so
2: like For with sure. with your media what is the focus of your media what are you focused on creating with with Cosign? Man, with Kosan, like we really coined the tagline of culture of entrepreneurship because there's so many different, fac- not facades, there's so many different levels and varieties of entrepreneurship, right? Owning a food truck, you're an entrepreneur. Some people may think, I have a food truck, mm-hmm. I'm a chef. You're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? A fitness trainer who Who's has like our- their own clients and you know they make their own schedule, an entrepreneur, right? So our goal is to showcase people that entrepreneurship looks and feels so many different ways and to motivate them, inspire them that you too can become an entrepreneur. You can become an entrepreneur and be an executive at a company at the same time, right? I want to say it was uh, I can't remember who I went to InvestFest and it was like uh, they said something to where it was like uh, wealth. No, it's an entrepreneurship. I can't. I'm, I'm just so mad at myself. Basically, they were saying like wealth is for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to like be an entrepreneur to get wealth, but you have to do something. Yeah, work your job. Invest, work yeah. your job, real estate, you got to do something. So it's showing people that, but it's also showing them like entrepreneurs aren't always the the seat, the suit and tie guys and girls, you know, what I'm saying like we go out, we have to wind down. We need to go to events to where it's like we can turn this off and have a good time. Because if it's if it's if it's hustle 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 grind every day all day, you will not get burnt out. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about the culture of entrepreneurship, you're an entrepreneur and you work this to live a lifestyle that you want to live. Facts. And you want downtime, right? So the the co entrepreneur they bust their ass, you know, all day. But in the nighttime, they're gonna come to a mixer and get a cocktail. They're gonna drink, they gonna vibe out. On the weekends, they're gonna travel, they gonna come to an event, they're gonna turn up. That's real entrepreneurship, that's real life. Like we don't always have to show people like, you know, stuffy entrepreneurship. Like that's not how like everyday people are, bro. So we wanna kind of showcase that to inspire, you know, the next generation and also provide a blueprint that, you know, it could look however you want it to look. You know, when I was growing up, I thought an entrepreneur was like a businessman, suit and tie every day, and I was like, man. I want I want my freedom, but I don't.
1: Yeah, you I don't want to be that. that <laughs> yeah, that. I don't want
2: to be that guy. But then I seen people like Steve Stout, you know, uh, you know Diddy, you mm-hmm. know Oprah. You like man, they
3: still got
0: style. Yeah, they still got they still were style. they able
2: to stay true to themselves
3: without having. Let's call it what it is, without whitewashing ourselves, because that's what it is. Like when we start talking about America and the culture entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. we start going back to the Eurocentric standards and exactly. all that shit. And it's like, no, we're we're we are, we are who we are we're as you said we do this as entrepreneurs to live life on our own terms definitely you don't want to have to adhere to the corporate america now if that's what you want to do right do your thing but that's not what you have to do For sure, and i like that you're highlighting that with the brand because like that's again it's it's so important that we put this media out there Mm -hmm. because they're not going to show us in these lights if we don't create the media and we don't have an excuse not to at this point we're gonna continue to let other people spin narratives about our mm. community that isn't gonna get us to the end goal of what we ultimately want. And with the culture of entrepreneurship, you wanna foster entrepreneurship. You wanna exactly. let somebody that that sees another brother like, I can do that too. Like you exactly. said earlier, with us, we wanted to make it real. Like wealth is attainable for Black people, for sure. Like you said. Yeah, you can have a job. You can have a nine to five. But you better be doing something else. Doing something. I don't need you to have a side hustle necessarily. Yeah. I don't need you to sell candles or nothing like right. that. Or You don't have to have a product. But you better be putting some money aside to invest in Definitely. the stock market, real estate. You better be invest in some art, something. something. You better put that money to work for you. Nah, because sure. the narrative that they spinning about us is that we're ignorant and we don't want to change. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to believe that's the truth. I know too many people that want to see that want to grow they want to become something greater Definitely. and if they don't have the vision in front of them i'm a big believer in the idea that exposure leads to expansion for sure if i don't see it it's harder to believe it but mm-hmm. if i got it in front of me if i will go into an event and i see that brother it's tangible now Man. like when y'all was at y'all both went to invest, invest Fest Fest last yeah. year yeah. uh tyler perry was at invest Fest, right yeah. it Tyler Perry, billionaire. We're going to talk about that other thing, too. But uh, (laughs) studios, it makes it a lot more attainable. Bro, don't never pop out. That makes it real. Yeah, seeing him
0: and stuff like that. And before you get into another, like, now that we're on this topic, I did have a question. What's your thoughts on image and success, right? You know, we're just talking about you don't have to whitewash yourself, Mm -hmm. but... Do you think there still should be a certain image that you uphold in order to obtain success? Like, what if it's a nigga like, man, I'm fuck that. I'm not cutting shit. I'm the being fr- beard, oh, I'm yeah. being nah, fresh- I- I'm being like, what? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I should
3: gonna gonna like, looking like Beanie Siegel <laughs> and shit.
2: I I, I I put it this way, bro. There's a time and place for everything, right? Like Nipsey says, sometimes you got to get ugly and grind. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might have to miss a few haircuts. When you're in grinding season, grinding mode, like you got to stack your chips and you, you're locked in, be locked in. But that doesn't necessarily mean you got to be out networking if you locked in like that, because you may not be presentable. I'm not saying you got to wear a suit and tie every time, but what you do need to do is be presentable because first impressions are everything. That's a fact. No dude. matter what demo or color you are, like, you know, we all do it the first time I see somebody, I'm like, man, he or she may not look like somebody, you know, what I'm saying. I like me. the motherfuckers with the fucking bonnets and shit on in, the, in Yeah, the I catch you with a bonnet in public. Yeah, it's like, like oh, yeah, yeah. You get what, what I'm saying? But, like, if I'm locked in, like, you know, I may spend, like, two months in solid. I'm, I'm locking in figuring it out. That's that's my time. But when I step out, I'm going to give me a nice little cut, put a nice little shirt on when it's time to go meet some new clients. So it's like, you got to be able to read the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, figure out the room where you're going to and, and adhere to that. Now, when you get to that super level, because they always talk about, what is a... Uh, uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he wears a T-shirt mm-hmm. and jeans. Come on, man. The nigga <laughs> is the youngest, one the youngest the or yeah, something. Yeah, you, you know? get what I'm saying? <laughs> like we we can't afford to to act like that at certain levels, right? We got to play the part to get we want to be, yeah. and then if you want to be comfortable, you can be comfortable. But you got to be ready to get there first before you get comfortable. You can't be comfortable right now and you ain't got no clients. Exactly. Like you said, for certain clients, right, you might
3: have to change up, like, oh, the swag. Yeah. I, I may not be able to pull up with, with the, the tinnies and the
2: jeans yeah. to this client. I might need the suit, but it's just, it varies, like you said. Yeah, I ask my clients all the time, so, like, I got invited, uh, one of my clients, they invited me to the DCEO, uh, a DCEO luncheon. And I asked them, what's, what's, is there a dress code? It's not, not a dress code, but, like, business casual, probably. I'm like, okay, cool. I know, business casual. I'm not going to go against the grain and, and come in there in, like, a hoodie and sweatsuits, like, it's business casual. These are people I'm trying to connect with. If that's what they say, this is like, you know, what they want to adhere to, I'm going to adhere to that. Now, there may be some events where I can go network to where I can wear, you know, my jeans and a hoodie that makes sense, it's, it's, it's my type of situation. But it's also going what you're after. If you know you want to obtain a certain client, then you got to put yourself in a position to be able to attract that client. Um, and that's that's probably the easiest advice you're going to give is like, image and success do go hand in hand, right? You want to be able to look the part, you want to like, Dress for success, it's a term for a reason. Mm
3: -hmm. So you want to be
2: able to dress for success. Now, it doesn't have to be your everyday thing. Like, you know, if I'm going to have lunch with somebody, I don't have to put on a suit and tie for lunch. But if I'm going to a gala, yes, I'm putting on a tuxedo. or Yes, I'm putting on a suit. I'm having a jacket, a tie, or what I need to for, you know, for that room. What I wanted to
3: talk about, we were talking about Tyler a little bit earlier. And just media, this is just throwing out topics right there at this point. Uh, I thought it was real interesting whenever the story broke that Paramount decided not to sell mm-hmm. to Tyler. And did y'all get did y'all get the particulars? Of it? Did you know like why the deal didn't go through? I don't know, so I seen the story. I didn't really read into it. Deep. Right, right. But from my understanding, the agreement originally was two Billy, and they tried to get him to go up to three. Okay. So he was like, buy BT. Yeah, to buy BT, mm, yeah, yeah. BT. is like, nah, I'm not. What happened to the two? Whenever yeah. we originally agreed, but. I think the thing that made me think about it is uh, something we were talking about with Tim a little earlier mm-hmm. when Jalen and I was speaking with him. As black people, we got to stop counting our wins so damn early all the time, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, we, I remember seeing the story being posted. I think mm-hmm. we posted about it as well. Like, mm-hmm. Whenever it, they, it was talking about the right. bidding war, it was like, okay, this is cool, but we just run with it. This is fact. We was already congratulating it. I was going to say we didn't that. We already
2: was in here like, yeah, man, we, BET black owned again. And you are counting your even drive. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say that. Somebody told me they were like, man, it's, it's not, the deal hasn't, the deal hasn't gone down. And I'm like, bro, everybody posted. Like, bro, BET ain't posted, Tyler Perry ain't posted. The deal is not done. And then this broke down. I'm like, dang, you right. We didn't see Tyler Perry say, I bought BET or I own BT. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we assumed because everybody else posted it that it went through. And now look Now we're backtracking
0: And once again Bringing up Tim I think that's one of the things He he was talking about earlier Is like We love to celebrate The wins of other black people Right Before We even know All the details Details. And stuff right We love being Oh this is the first this This is the first that the the day, Really How that shit was gonna affect us
2: anyway Not for real I mean It feel good
3: It feel good I like it when I Tap the picture Hey let's go BT black on again But it's not really Cause
2: it didn't go Go through It didn't go through But I mean a lot of times Man we need to I feel like we 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 want that That motivation Inspiration to say Okay He bought BT You know it's black on. There's opportunities for me But it's like man we need to work on what we got going on so we can be like, you know what I'm saying, whatever we want to be instead of worried I, about. I want to be more like Tyler
3: and I don't want to watch, I don't need to be watching all Tyler shows to be to do more like what he's done exactly. in terms of the media space. Mm. I want to own and control media. Right. I don't want to be just a consumer. Right. Too often I think that's the part that gets us excited is like, "Oh, BET black owned again. We're going to be consuming black media." Well, if you watch BET in the last 2 or 3 years, Tyler Perry basically owned that shit anyway. Anyways, <laughs> like, yeah. It's all his movies and TV shows on that mm. motherfucker. So it makes sense that he would be the one to acquire it. So, in all reality, him owning it isn't going to change nothing for nobody but him. And I mean, it's, it's no hate, no shade. Right. Like, I always want to see a black man win, but I just think as a community, we definitely need a.
2: Take another look at things right.
3: and, and, and slow down before we start clapping and giving sure. all our accolades and praises about shit.
2: Let me ask y'all this where do y'all see the future of media
3: going? Hmm. So, media in general, being that streaming mm-hmm. has impacted it, I see media becoming more democratized for certain. Okay. Uh, independent media is gonna be more easy to monetize in the future, is what I'm thinking. Like, things like what we're doing now. Uh, especially like with what I'm seeing at ESPN. Mm. So I think ESPN is a real big tale of kind of how it's going, right? They're getting rid of all the on-air personalities. Uh, they clean house, like 20 people. Okay, i seen that. Like famous people. Jeff Van Gundy, these yeah. dudes I've been seeing since I was a little kid. Right. And they're getting rid of them in favor of people who are like Pat McAfee. Mm. who already have their own audience. They already, they've already they built something independently. Yeah. I think that's where media is going to go. It's going to be less celebrity figure or talking head that was put in a position, like even from a journalism standpoint. Um, one brother that does amazing work on journalism with sports, Flimlo. Mm. I don't know if y'all ever seen yeah, him, yeah, his I'll, video. Yeah, I watched some of his videos. But like Flimlo is giving you 30 for 30 level content out of his crib. Mm. And he don't have no 30 for 30 budget, budget you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he ain't got a whole team of writers and all that. So what it, What I see happening in media is it becoming really, really focalized on personalities that people are attracted to. Mm. Okay. Mm.
0: For me personally, I, I do see that as well, but I also see the future of what's happening with. Oculus with mm. Apple Vision Pro and stuff like that, right? So now it's understanding how do I create media that's gonna give people experiences as well, mm. right? How do I create content that a person might be able to interact with? Right. Or how do I create uh like a an, an immersive movie or how do I create an immersive video that right. It's something totally different that mm-hmm. people haven't experienced. And then I also bring in web three with it as well, right? How do how do we now put it on web three and then it ties back into the monetization part, right? Now, how are people starting to really generate some of that revenue with it, uh, with the encryptions or with the tokens and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then it goes into like, I'm still a firm believer in NFTs, right? How do we now The technology issue? Yeah, <laughs> not, not, yeah the, not, not the Not the, the, not the fucking so, JPEG Nigga I was technology. getting to it. Stop interrupting <laughs> So like With with like NFTs right Everybody doing the JPEG But uh, One of the things That Chris Brown did Whenever he dropped Uh his album last year, he had an NFT that dropped mm-hmm. and each NFT had special attributes to it okay. and it would give you certain accesses to things that shows and shit like that, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that is also media, but it also does something what you talked about earlier. It captures a moment in time. Mm-hmm. So now I got this collectible digital item or whatever, but you can also pair that with physical items right. because if if you get this NFT, I can still ship you something physically. I can still give you some merch, but
3: I also Do give you... A you a vinyl or something?
0: I can also give you access, access. to certain things backstage, mm-hmm. or once again, those immersive experiences in VR and things
2: like that. So yeah. that's what I see with media. Nah, I, I agree with both of y'all. Um, it's crazy you said that, so I was gonna ask y'all about the whole Web3 NFT aspect because I feel like it's, it hasn't been popular like it was early before. Like. A little right post-pandemic, Web3 was like, bro, yeah, you, gotta yeah, yeah. Web 3. you gotta get on Web3, you gotta get on Web3. like it's NFT. it flows, though. Yeah, so it's like, I haven't heard about it as much as I was in the in
3: beginning. So I think the thing is with it, right, the same thing with, like, the crypto 2016, yeah. it was just a, a bubbling time where people yeah. was like, oh, this is new and exciting, let's mm. all pour our money into it, but not enough people went into actually understanding the use case of use the technology. Of, yeah. So,
0: one of one of the things that I do is I equate it to the tech bubble of mm. 99 and the 2000s, okay. right? A lot of people were so hype on tech, the internet was just coming online and shit, then it crashed. Mm. But, you gotta pay attention not to all the noise, pay attention to the networks that are still being built. Right. People are still building things on Web3, right? Like, even with PayPal, like, the internet busted, but PayPal came out of that. Yeah. You had shit like Netflix. You have yeah. a lot of companies that still came out of the bust of the internet. Mm-hmm. So you need to pay attention to people who are actually building viable products that yeah. the everyday user can use. Mm-hmm. And once again, I know this shit is a far ways off, but I do believe that Web3 is still here to stick no. around. Nah, definitely. definitely. I think definitely. I saw I saw an article Don't quote me, uh, I don't know, I don't remember the source, uh, but I did see an article where Apple is going to pair, partner with, um, they just won the uh, SEC lawsuit, man. Uh, Fuck why I can't think of their name, Ripple. Ripple. Okay. XRP. Oh, they actually okay. won that lawsuit.
3: Yeah. Oh man, them niggas been in litigation for like three years, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, they won the lawsuits. So that's what we're partnering with them. Yeah. So they okay. they actually consider a security now? Or oh, uh,
2: you, didn't, you didn't I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't it. It to We we're not gonna miss on misinform, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So No, no, for sure. But no, I, I definitely believe in NFTs because I know we were at Coastline was thinking about a way at credit NFT to get people like all access of Cosign, right? So it's like you get this NFT and you got all access to, you know, everything from awards, the events, you know what I'm saying, in person, uh, all this. And what's crazy is, because I also want to ask y'all about the membership model things. That's, that's where things, like, really went to. Mm-hmm. But it's like... How sustainable is it? Exactly. Because yeah. everybody's got a membership model. Everybody has a membership
0: it,
3: model. So it's it. like... That's that's
0: so true. That's how I feel, too. Like, <laughs> everybody's got a subscription. You got subscriptions for streaming. You everything. got subscriptions for fucking apps on your phone. The Every- bitches at Apple always charge you for some <laughs> like random reason. It, everything, that's bro. So it's like, when do you hit that subscription threshold? It's kind of like with the tipflation thing, right? Yeah. Like, Ooh, niggas, niggas is tired of, like, all of these subscriptions. Really? I just want to buy a product one time and get used for it. That's and, it. But,
3: and that's, I guess, with an NFT, right? And I... Can you charge a current on the NFT or is it a uh, one-time purchase? You're asking the wrong nigga because not. I think that, like, even with the like what you're talking about, right? Some all access. Yeah. Maybe if they get the NFT, they're not necessarily in everything for free, unless it's just like a big ticket item. Like right. you pay ten thousand, twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and whatever we do for the rest of the lifetime, yeah, like you a
2: lifetime cosign. You, yeah, you lifetime but you're limited memory. though. Like, okay, mm-hmm. And do ten. I'm gonna do ten lifetime cosign NFTs y'all pay 10 that's $100,000 y'all pay $10,000 right now 10 people good for the rest of their life maybe they could pass it down to like you know what I'm saying they can Some, sell it. But then once yeah, again, again, they can do, sell it
0: you got tiers of that too yeah. uh, there's different things that you can do with NFTs you can build in royalties for every time they sell it you yeah. still get a percentage i think for y'all is y'all do a special NFT magazine right mm-hmm. but you do it both digitally yeah. but you also give them a special physical copy and there's ways that you can actually uh make physical nfts now too to where you can uh like verify that this is a one of one
3: like kind of like
0: some art type shit Mm, certification
3: now we on this we on this conversation i know we talking about nfts but we also talking about subscriptions one thing i was thinking about recently how do y'all think streaming y'all think streaming is killing music I think streaming is killing oh. everything. Yeah, you don't sure. see what's
0: going on with the writer's guild, the actor's guild. That's why these niggas on strike, bro. Yeah. They're not making money from Netflix. A they're
2: lot of no these money, products
0: and all, a lot of these TV shows and everything, the people who are actually making these things come to light, they're not getting paid. A lot of these actors are putting their royalty checks up front. It's one of the... Uh, damn, what is a uh, bro name? Fuck, But uh, he was in like a lot of movies. He played Radon in Blue Mountain State, right? Uh, you, not you. You are <laughs> I watch Blue Mountain State. State. I'm trying yeah. to you who the hell Radon not, not is. Not Radon, nigga. He played uh the the, the, the big
3: swole. Yeah, the, the, I don't the quarterback. I don't remember. But, uh, I he played Radon
0: in <laughs> on weeds. Anyway, he's been on hella TV shows, and he was posting his royalty checks. He only had one check that issued out to hundred dollars. That nigga had a four dollar check. I could believe that. The it. check yeah. cost more to print Prince, and ship yeah.
3: to him. Then what was on the actual I can believe it because like I was looking at it for like Utopia, right? I was watching a video earlier today. Utopia was the biggest release of this year so far, mm. 180 million streams first day, some shit like that. Uh, there was estimated that with what they pay per stream is like point zero zero three six to 0.005 cents. So for that 180 million streams, that's like three hundred to six hundred K.
0: Hundred
3: eighty million or hundred eighty billion? One hundred eighty million, m. Okay, that's uh, that's three hundred to six hundred k. And yeah, hearing that, that sounds like a lot of money. But that think about sense. how much money was put in the production for Utopia.
0: The good thing about that is, with Travis, he released it after the bundles came back, so he sold physical copies as mm-hmm. well.
3: Yeah, but I'm still
2: saying, bro, like but I'm just talking about the, the streaming, streaming, side of the streaming thing. aspect. So like, Street for the what, consumers, what it ain't for the creators, bro. Like mm-hmm. the consumers is perfect. You got a, a limited library of everything, so you know, for this monthly fee. But for the creators, it's trash, man.
0: But then also think about it as well as like for the companies, right? How does stream how does streaming actually work? They got huge fucking data warehouses oh, yeah. under the sea and shit that they got they storing all of this data. They're storing all of these songs, all of these megabytes and shit. We all in media. Yeah. We know how much this shit fucking takes up. That shit not up. cheap to yeah. keep. Yeah. To buy data, that shit not cheap. Yeah. To to hold not not gigabytes, not terabytes, but petabytes and there's another fucking thing because <laughs> I'm I'm studying for cybersecurity right okay. now. It's it's one that it's got like thirty six zeros behind it. I oh, forgot shit. the fucking word. Bro,
3: don't even try to say that <laughs> word. <nigga. laughs> but it's like... I, I know that's a that's a bite. J- yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: ca- some, ca- some ca- shit like that, right?
3: <laughs> Ridiculous. How do you... Somebody gotta pay somebody, for it. Yeah. yeah. But no, it, this is what, what actually made me think about with this music stuff, right? So if and I'm not saying this, them niggas is right to be fucking the people. No, no. <laughs> I'm not even, fuck, fuck the streaming services and all that. But it made me think, right, about all these artists selling their masters and mm. i think streaming is the reason for it like realistically looking at it now music isn't valued the same way it was it's before not. whenever you were selling physical copies an album was ten dollars per person Shit. now it's 14.99 a month getting split across everybody. everybody so now like i'm looking at these artists selling their masters and i'm like they really ahead of the curve and they're making they're making a smart move in my opinion because now is the only time you're probably gonna be able to get this bag them royalty checks not going to be hitting the same with streaming yeah. in 10, 20 years. Yeah, you got too The much label's going to be mm-hmm. the ones holding the bag on that shit because, like, do you realistically see people paying 20, 30, $40 a month for Spotify and Apple Music? Nah,
2: I'm not paying all that.
3: Uh, I, I don't like music that much. Right? I'ma go gonna gonna, buy physical copies uh, at that point. I'm gonna
0: go to YouTube. I'm gonna yeah. rip that shit. Nah, and I'm gonna add it to my fucking. You gonna phone. start
3: burning
2: CDs again? Yeah, nigga, <laughs> I did it with an album recently. Yeah. I ain't gonna tell y'all which
0: one, but I did that yeah. shit recently. And you gotta think
2: there's so many fish. You, you so burnt a C D? No, nah, nigga, I stole <laughs> an
0: album off of YouTube and I put it on my phone. Oh, I thought I saying nigga. It's not available in nowhere. Uh, I see what you're saying. What's the name of that? I'm not going to tell you because I don't want the
2: nigga to come after me. <laughs> but but bro, I'll tell you off camera. Okay. Yeah. But there's so many fish in the sea too. Now, you got to think about it, bro. Like, back in the day when we were paying $10 for a CD, it was harder to make music. Right? You had to go to a recording studio. You damn near had to have a deal mm-hmm. to you know to make a CD to get publicized. Now, it's like, bro, you got a phone, a, a program. Everybody's making music. Then so you it's got like, AI that's helping out with the music too. Bro, everybody can be artists. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's shit,
3: I might get in the booth, nigga. You know
2: what I'm saying? I got some bars yeah. to drop on them. Yeah, think about your consumption. Do y'all stream every new project that comes out? No. No, hell no. And when y'all do stream a project, how long y'all streaming it for? It's very rare a project gets like three or three times in like
3: the rotation. Like back. I gotta to back. I
0: gotta like it, like it. Like a lot of the times that shit not even coming in my library.
3: I will just <laughs> search it up. Yeah. Like, the only
0: shit that I really like is going to come to my library. And I'll be like, okay, I'll fuck with this. I my last
3: album that I just like with this year, probably with Smino's album this year, it was like the last one that was like on rotation a few times in a row. Everything else is like, hit it. Yeah. Couple songs I like, like you said, download
2: the ones I mm-hmm. like, and then we keep it pushing. So now you got them, now they're really relying on that show money, on that merch, on mm-hmm. that product, on their likeness, because... It's, it's not the music. The music is for the attention. It's for the notoriety so that they can sell other things because it ain't going to be music that's going to keep them on top unless a are Beyonce, yeah, Drake, Drake, you know. And
0: that's another thing with the streaming models, right? Did y'all know, like, somehow, I think it's Apple Music, how they do their streaming shares? You talked about busting down to fourteen ninety nine. The niggas who's
3: getting the most streams is getting the biggest checks.
2: Mm, so, yeah, so they ain't even split evenly.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. like a
2: tier system shit
3: oh, that's these crazy on, bro. But, but like what you just said KG made me think about this broader conversation of media even with musicians right the media is not gonna be the money the money comes from the other things associated with the media the community the community you build from yeah, the media sure. is yeah. where the money is bro
2: it's this is why I transitioned from music to entrepreneurship right let me tell you why in music I was trying to sell artists advertising these niggas are starving yeah they can't pay a $1,000 to get in a magazine, right? But I'm like, who can? I'm like, businesses can, right? So you get a content for free, but you charge the businesses to sustain. So you charge charging the sponsors, these large corporations, et cetera, and you give the content to the people. That's how media is, right? Like the media isn't isn't the isn't the all, end all be all, right? That's just to get the attention, to build a community, to have the numbers, the data. You package that and you make money other ways. That's why if you see a lot of media companies do uh, you know IRL events and real life events. They're building their own event series. You know, Blavity has, you know, Afrotech mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, well, uh, whatever else they got. Complex got Complex Com. Essence, Essence You know, Essence, Essence Essence Fest. Forbes got, you know, these the Forbes, Forbes summits. The culture you know, and Forbes stuff, culture, yeah. all that. Like you, you're they're Revolt building summit and shit like now that. Now Revolt Revolt World. World, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They're building these in-person events because that's where they get a lot of advertising sponsorship dollars for that type of event that they can build on to that stuff, so it's like the media is the media, but they make a lot of money when they do these in-person events, bro, so it's like in media that's another way to where I see a lot of uh, the future of media too, you know, like now that, honestly we're past COVID, but
3: man, we're (laughs) <laughs> we post-COVID It's post-COVID yeah. America yeah. yeah, but you know like, I mean, um, Niggas still getting COVID But yeah, it's post-COVID no Like niggas, ain't scared niggas scared walking of. around niggas With ass and, and, and shit no with mean, diapers on
2: face. People are investing In experiences, man That is a fact And the older you get Because you took get, it away Yeah, you took it away So people are investing In experiences So now, like, bro I'm not missing, you know That's this invest fest Like, I'm earn your leisure Podcast Turning into, you know Events event. Like, media you We all have to create i call it my signature event you know what i'm saying that one event that could at least sustain a, a portion of your company from that one event alone you know that's why i tell all my people i'm like bro like you got to figure out what your niche is and build an event around it because that's how you're going that's how you really gonna eat when you have like those other months to where it's like what else can i do on top of my content what else can i do on top of advertising or you know membership model subscription bro it's those events man i'm always gonna preach events and sponsorships because those two things Change the trajectory of cosine. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Nah, that's that's real. That's hard. That's real. Yeah, that change the trajectory of cosine. And if you ever think about getting the media, those two parts right there. Uh, that's still the. Uh, is it the biggest? That is the biggest check
3: that we received as BWR was from an event sponsorship. Sponsor. Yeah. it's gonna be always the biggest
2: bags that you can get. I'm trying to be like David Shares How much was it? <laughs> <laughs> she, it was.
3: What was y'all business? I
2: think it was 15. Yeah, 15.
3: 15
2: bands.
0: That's crazy. That, that, but and then we did some other events like with a collective group. Yeah. Fifty. We got fifty uh, k check and st- shit like you that. Got a fifty k check? That's mm-hmm. lit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? For,
3: uh, From Chase for the Black Men's Summit. Yeah, you, which, which you should coming. be at in Atlanta. <laughs> fuck up. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> going to edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> <He's cutting
2: it. laughs> that. Bands on top of bands. After, okay. after the summit but we can talk about that.
0: I am going to talk to Shay and try to figure out what are their initiatives so we can yeah. make sure that that partnership sustains to next year. Yeah, for sure. Again,
3: shameless plug, Black Men's Summit, Atlanta, November 4th, Black Wealth Renaissance, Black Men's Wear, The Black Man Can. We've come together to create a safe space for men to grow and lead their families uh, in their community. This year's theme is a celebration of kings and you are that king. So l- fellas, ladies, if you watching this in the special man in your life, uh, this is for black men ages, I think we say 18 and up. We, yeah. We're not gonna do the kids. This is for black men. 18 we want and to up. build this community and have a space where we can come together and do so. As black men, often we don't do this. We, we can get together at the barbershop and talk shit. We can go fuck with the hoes. We can do all the other shit at the football game. But when it comes time to sit down and let's really focus on building, brothers want to start bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Nah, come build with us in Atlanta. November 4th is going to be a special day. Early bird tickets are still available. Yes. Go to blackmensummit.com slash tickets, and it'll take you right there. All right. into
2: yeah. my shameless plug. <laughs> nah, like let them I like boys ASAP.
0: Yes, sir. But KG, we're going to okay. wrap this thing up, man. My brother, thank you for coming through with us. Thank I you for kicking it. it with us. Please let the people know where they can follow you. Let these people know where they can tap in with yeah, you. See uh, also, yeah, you see that, huh? It's let them know fez about uh, Cosign Awards, everything yeah, yeah. that you got coming up.
2: Nah, for sure. Uh, definitely follow me at CosignKG. If you go on my bio on Instagram, you'll see CosignMag, LaVidaCoSign, Loft, all the other pages on there. Uh, link tree to take you to our YouTube where you can subscribe to you know our podcast, magazines, newsletters and all that. Uh, November 19th, we have the Cosign Awards. Um, by the time y'all watch this nomination will be open. So we'd love to come see y'all out, you know, buy a ticket, support or a table or sponsor. Uh, and if you like any gems that we dropped or you know on sponsorships, if you wanna learn more, there's a link in our bar. We have a sponsorship guide out. Um, I'm going to download have, that shit I'm yeah. going to get it as well because this brother know what he talking about Go get that and definitely we got um, Also having a sponsorship deck template So like if you're like I got the guy, and Or if you don't have anything you're like I need a, I need a template On what I use to secure over six figures Of sponsorships this is the same template I'm giving it to y'all so you know so Hit the link in our bio download that and uh, if you have any questions, you know, reach out. And, you know, we'd love to, love to help y'all out. Hey, Amen. Hey. And if
3: you're in Dallas, listen to me. When's the Industry Networking Mixer? September 12th is the Industry Networking okay, Mixer. Okay, this is going to come out probably three weeks before that. If you're in Dallas, that's an event that BWR co-signs. We, hey. gonna, we co-sign, yeah, co-sign. So y'all pull up, man. We will up. make sure to put that in the show notes for them. Yeah. Because y'all need to be there. This brother puts on some of the best events in hey, Dallas. Yeah. Man, I you're gonna meet that. some amazing people there. So KG, it's gonna be an
2: experience. The yeah, drinks is gonna be flowing. Drinks, drinks will be flowing. <laughs> so definitely come, ready to network. You know, it's always good to have a vibe and catch a vibe, but you know, come with some intention. Like, hey, I wanna connect with five people in this field, and you know what I'm saying? You're gonna meet them there. So pull up and let's see y'all there. Hey, definitely. I love it. I love
3: it. So
2: once KG, again, Eric. Every- again, yes. Thank you, my brother. Yeah, thank you, my up brother. On us. You, you gave
3: him your social media, right? Yeah, he, yeah. okay, he cool, did that. Went to the spell.
0: Everybody listening, I want to say thank y'all again for rocking with us. Appreciate y'all for tapping in every week. Make sure you share this with families. If you are a new listener, subscribe if you like what you heard. If you didn't, sorry. We'll see you next time. I'll catch you you in the next... <laughs> I was going to say it, but I'm not going to say it. I'm Too not going to well. be an asshole. But, yeah, if, if you didn't, you know, pass it to somebody who might like it. Uh, once again, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that notification bell. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, nigga. And once again, if you have... watch this
3: whole video. Can, can I call them bitches? I'm going to call them bitches. Hey, if you watch this whole video and you ain't subscribed yet, use a bitch. I'm just going to yeah. call you what it is. Well, I guess I guess
0: you're a bitch if you didn't subscribe. (laughs) Um, Also, don't be a bitch and go subscribe to our Patreon. Make sure you can get some of this exclusive content. That's all real niggas at. Yeah, (laughs) we might make a tier called real niggas. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, big wealth energy
3: is going to be one of the tiers too. Yeah, okay, uh, we cooking. We cooking, cook cook yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pod. Okay, my back, I keep interrupt you keep
0: <laughs> this nigga. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, we appreciate y'all. Uh, that's really all I got to say, man. You okay, gonna,
3: y'all, I really ain't got nothing. That's why I keep bullshitting. But, no, nah, again, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Don't be a hoe-ass niggas. Subscribe. And until next time, this is BWR signing out. You can't. Peace. Peace.